are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show. We got a jam-packed pod as always. We are continuing yesterday's conversation with JT Shorter, Janton Shorter, whatever you want to call him. So go listen to yesterday's pod if you might have missed that. Today's pod, we're talking the Home Run Derby, winners and losers from that. Our reaction is Pete Alonzo, the best slugger in baseball. And then JT is going to give us his second half prediction for the Arizona Dimebacks. And I got to warn you. It's a hot one, so stay tuned for that. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And don't forget, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs win. Spotify Greenroom, download the app and get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into that pod with Janton Shorter the second. And I think we had a lot of great storylines in that home run derby. Like you said, Trey Mancini coming back from cancer, not being able to participate in the 2020 season. And to come back from cancer, he's going to win comeback player of the year. He's an all-star. He participated in the home run derby and almost won it. Like, that's a crazy story right there. Uh, Matt Olson, probably the least interesting guy in the home run derby event. Just a <laughs> power hitting slugger, but he plays on yeah. Oakland, which is like the least assuming team in all of baseball. Uh, Trevor Story, I mean, maybe the last time he can put on a great show for the fans at Coors Field. That's a cool story. Joey Gallo, I mean, he could be traded at the MLB deadline. That's very possible. So that's a narrative. Pete Alonzo, he was looking to go back to Surprised back. he didn't strike out, actually, Miller. <laughs> he strikes out so much. Surprised he didn't strike out during the home run derby. He strikes out a good amount of times. Uh, but he's also a dude that could get you like 40 home runs. So he definitely deserved to be there. And, you know, there's no Otani on the mound, so he won't strike out. So it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Salvador Perez, I mean, seeing a catcher in the home run derby, I think is a pretty cool story. Juan Soto, walking attraction by himself, young superstar in the league. And then Shohei Otani, who is a pitcher with the best power in baseball as a slugger as well. So a lot of cool stories. Did you have one that was your favorite storyline or narrative? Was it Trey Mancini? Was was it not seeing your guy, Vlad Guerrero Jr., in the home run derby? What was your favorite story? Vlad, not seeing him in the derby was a little disappointing, um, to be honest. But I did like Trevor's story. Um, With the home crowd, I know their big guy was Nolan Arenado for a while. Um, so him leaving and Trevor Story kind of taking up the baton as the best player in Colorado right now. I think he did a great job of pandering to the fans um, and just giving them the show that they want to see from the hometown player, um, which is what everyone wants to see. You don't want to see your hometown guy go out in the first round. So he did a great job. Um, surprisingly, that Shohei battle with Juan Soto was actually more impressive than I thought. Um, 
to go three rounds and or three swing off rounds. And then unfortunately Shohei, Shohei couldn't pull it off with those um, try to best those three back to back to back home runs by Juan Soto. But um, definitely Trevor's story had a great story. Shohei did a great, had a great performance for one of the MLB's greatest pitchers as of right now um, in the Derby. So I did enjoy just seeing all those guys go out there and swing their hearts out. Yeah. Uh, we probably needed, Otani and Juan Soto not to face off against each other. You should have put Otani against like Matt Olson. Come on now. If Matt Olson got out Otani, that would have been disappointing for sure. Uh, but, but you couldn't lose one of those two guys in the first round. I mean, they're both superstars. And Otani, everyone wanted him to win, of course, because he's the biggest spectacle in baseball arguably the face of baseball right now. So a lot of people wanted him to win. There's a lot of cool storylines. I probably did like uh, Trey Mancini the most as a storyline, just because the dude came back from cancer. Like if you beat cancer, you have to have the greatest storyline. That's pretty much the rule. Uh, But was there any matchup that you wanted to see in this event that you didn't see? Was there any two specific sluggers that you want to see within the home run derby that you didn't see or is there a dream matchup that you want to see that could that didn't participate, like Otani versus Guerrero Jr. or something like that? I would love to see a Vladdy versus Otani, but I think with the with the the players they had this year, I would have loved to see Otani versus maybe a a Pete Alonso because mm. Otani right now is leading the AL in home runs, and Pete's also a monster as far as home runs are concerned. So just to see them face off, maybe in their own separate bracket of a championship round, would have been pretty cool to see. Um, but other than that, I think they did a great job. Also, Matt Olson, like you said, great hitter. Um, doesn't really have that personality or anything to back it up. He's not a face of MLB at, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but we'll see what they do next year. Maybe they'll do more of a, a star vote instead of just get the best hitters out there. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Do you think? Yeah, I've never really thought about that. Maybe the home run derby should be voted on. Well, and it's just weird because these guys still have to accept the invitation. It's kind of like the dunk contest. That's not voted on. You kind of have to be invited and accept the invitation. They want the best players they can get, obviously, in these contests. But a lot of dudes don't want to do it. They either want to spend the extra time with the family or they just don't want to risk injury. Sometimes players do the home run derby or a three-point contest or whatever. And then when they get back to getting to the regular sport, they're just not the same. That Somehow that one day of trying to hit – a, a thousand home runs just messes up their swing for the rest of the season. So hopefully that doesn't happen to any of these players. And Matt Olson definitely deserved to be in the all-star game, but yeah, just the most boring guy that we could have put out there. I mean, his 162 game average is 40 home runs a season through his six years of major league baseball. So this is a true power hitting slugger, no doubt about it, but I don't think anyone outside of Jason Burke of locked on A's would have voted for Matt Olson in the home run <laughs> derby contest. Uh, so I wouldn't have mind seeing him there, but after seeing Pete Alonso go back to back, do we have to call him the best power hitter in all of baseball? The best home run hitter in all of baseball. Maybe he's like a Cespedes type. Cespedes was a great, a great um, home run derby hitter. But um, come game time, where was Cespedes? He was hitting a couple of home runs, but striking out a whole lot, hitting some doubles. Um, so I think Pete Alonso is in that same boat. Yes, he broke the, the rookie record for home runs. Um, but I don't know. I really haven't heard his name pop up too much. <laughs> I mean, Otani is taking a spotlight from pretty much everything. Um, but... I don't know. I will say, I don't know if you saw the video, but he got, um, I don't know if the kicked out's the word, but the bar closed on him after his championship. 
he went to the bar to celebrate and the bar was closing and they kicked him out. Who, Alonzo? <laughs> Alonzo, he couldn't even celebrate his uh, home run derby championship repeat um, at a bar and get a couple of drinks. But it is what it is, I guess. JT and I will continue our conversation about the home run derby. But I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Diamondbacks listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, just $1. Free shipping if you use code LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew FullyLoadedChew.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. He probably <laughs> he probably wanted to celebrate because he's got a million dollars for winning the home run derby, which is higher than his base salary this season. He got paid more from the home run derby than what he's wow. getting paid from the Mets this season. Uh, 53 home runs as a rookie, of course, 16 last year and only 57 games. Is that 17 this year, which is not anything crazy, but he's still probably going to hit 30 plus home runs, which is still a great season. So definitely in the conversation for best power hitters in baseball. And it's kind of, I'm actually looking at his baseball reference. They actually put two run home run derby champ as one of his like main accomplishments, which is pretty funny, but it's funny that you compare him, compare him to Cespedes because I don't know if you saw the stat, but he's the first time he's the first back-to-back home run derby champ since Joanna Cespedes did it in 2013 and 2014. And Cespedes was a true power hitter back in his prime. He's someone who hasn't really played baseball the last few years because of injuries, but when Cespedes, when it was in his late 20s, the dude was like a 30-plus home run guy and could also swipe a few bags as well, mostly as a rookie. Hasn't really swiped any bags since then. But, yeah, Cespedes was definitely a beast. Home run derby was a beast. Do you think the home run derby is the best all-star showcase of any sport right now? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think um, I enjoy the NBA three-point contest. Um, mm. They do a great job of just having the, the, the stars you want to see, uh, even the underrated stars, um, just everyone out there shooting the ball. Home run derby is great. It just takes a little too time-consuming. I can sit down and watch a three-point contest in about 30 minutes. Home run derby takes about two hours with commercial breaks and the 30 seconds if you hit a, a far enough home run. <laughs> um, so I would love to see them do something different with the home run derby. Um, maybe back to the out system where it's instead of time, they do maybe three outs or four outs. So it's not, I'm not watching 20 home runs being hit. I'm watching how many can you do in three outs. Um, and that, that kind of would speed it up a little bit and maybe have a secondary fan vote for another two um, hitters, maybe in the top five, if they select, if they want to accept the top five, um, the top two would go instead of, um, so you have some backups if they don't accept. But other than that, I think MLB is trying their best for a slower sport. Uh, basketball and football are definitely doing their thing and keeping the games quickly and all-star games quick. So uh, we'll see what MLB can do in the next few years to speed it up. Well, you think it would go faster if they went back to the old rules? They changed the rules to speed it up because now there's a timer on how many home runs you have to hit. Before, it was like, what? I don't know how many outs, but as, as long as you keep hitting home runs, you're never going to sit down. If you saw Pete Alonso, you don't think that guy could have hit 60 home runs if he had to? That dude wasn't no. missing. That dude <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, missing. So don't, don't you know if have any Josh Hamilton. I don't know if we have any Josh Hamilton types right now. Trey Mancini would have been done in the first couple, the first 10 seconds if that was the rules. Um, so maybe not see as many home runs. That's when you see the feats are kind of crazy. Josh Hamilton hit, what, 30 home runs in that one round before he got knocked out? Um, and that's that's more impressive or maybe cut down to two outs. I don't know. We got to play around with the rules. And see. Interesting. JT trying to change the rules. Very interesting. But uh, I would say the dunk contest is my favorite, but I would say it's dependent on who's participating in the slam dunk contest. If there's Zach Levine, there's Aaron Gordon. I'm all in on the slam dunk contest over any other all-star showcase. I think it's just the biggest spectacle you could watch. That Levine versus Aaron Gordon dunk contest, you could put that in IV and strap me up, baby, because that was the greatest. That was one of the greatest sporting events I ever watched. Non-all-star, all-star, I don't care. That was one of the greatest spectacles I've ever watched, what those two did back in, what was it, like 2016 or something? So if I'm getting Levine or Aaron Gordon, I'm taking the dunk contest over any other all-star showcase. But the years where a guy like Jeremy Evans, the last you know, the last player on your bench is winning the dunk contest. I'm out, dude. I'm out. I don't want to see Jeremy Evans. I don't want to see no Andre Drummond in the dunk contest. I don't want to see non-dunker, uh, non-dunkers in the dunk contest. I don't want to see uh, dudes last, uh, last dude off the bench in the dunk contest. I don't want to see it. The MLB All-Star Game does, uh, the MLB All-Star Home Run Derby does a great job of they do get a lot of the top stars to go participate. I mean, Otani was in there. We've seen Vlad Guerrero Jr. in there. Pete Alonso was in there. Juan Soto was in there. So we do see a lot of stars. I will say your point about the three-point contest is well taken. It does have a good pace to it. And they do get the top stars. I mean, Steph Curry has done it multiple times. Devin Booker, Clay Thompson. I think Dame has done it before. Uh, we've seen Larry Bird do it. So, yeah. Uh, I would definitely say that you could put the three. If you said the three point contest was the best one, I don't think I would argue with you there. But was there any contestant that you thought disappointed you last night or two nights ago with the home run derby or maybe three uh, nights ago by the time this pod comes out? 
I don't. I wouldn't say disappointment. Um, a little again, Shohei with all the hype he had behind him. I was expecting him to go at least into the second round, but it's kind of tough hitting another slugger um, in Juan Soto. So I would say Shohei, but honestly, he didn't disappoint. He had the fans going for those three swing offs. Um, I really wouldn't say the disappointment. Maybe Matt Olson even being in the home run derby. He's getting a lot of slander right now, um, but. Other than that, I wouldn't say any disappointments um, as far as the home run derby was concerned. Just happy to see everyone come out healthy. You will hear JT's second half prediction for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, that's a good point. You definitely want uh, everyone to come out healthy. And on your point, or not even on your point, on my point on is Pete Alonso. The best power hitter in baseball right now, I would probably actually say Shohei Otani. One, because he leads all of baseball in home runs. And two, because he leads all of baseball in slugging. So what more do you need for power than the guy who leads in all the power stats, right? So I'm taking Shohei Otani. I mean, I think it's exit velos, crazy hard hit percentage. I mean, this dude is at the top of any hard contact stat you want to look at. So I'm going to have to go with Otani there as well. He's been a beast this season. So Home Run Derby was a success. The MLB All-Star Game was a success. I think both of them brought a good amount of eyeballs to the game. I think the Home Run Derby probably got more praise than the All-Star Game. Oh, and one thing I want to ask you about the All-Star Game, I think this was a pretty consensus uh, answer by all MLB fans who watched the game, but what did you think of the uniforms? Oh, my gosh. They were atrocious. I don't know who was in charge of design of these MLB all-star jerseys. They're getting worse every year. What year was it without the cutoff sleeves? I don't want to see that. (laughs) Give me some flashy jerseys. We're in Colorado. Do something nice with the purple and black and give me some cool color schemes. I don't know what we're going back to the 1920s and the just plain white. I couldn't even tell what they were doing half the time during introductions. They were going over the jerseys. You could see the logo. And then I guess they had the, the city name behind it. Just just so bad. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who I would call. I would call a five, fifth grader to do jersey designs mm. or whoever is in charge of that over at MLB. They need to get that fixed uh, immediately because this is just disappointing. I want to buy some merch well, maybe one day. And if that's what I have to look forward to, good Lord. Hey, you don't have to call a fifth grader. Your buddy right here is a graphic designer for the Arizona Coyotes, so they could have just called me. I would have got them done right. I don't mind a simple, minimalistic jersey if it's done right. I don't. I just don't think these jerseys were done right. Just the idea of putting the logo right on top of your team's abbreviation, like it just was distracting. 
with the logo and the abbreviation, you couldn't really tell what you were looking at or reading. When you see that San Diego Padres logo logo over the SDP, it's just like an eyesore, really. And then <laughs> when you look at the hats, too, I mean, it was just like the hats were consistent. Yeah. The hats were consistent, but I didn't think they were good looking. I don't think they were like aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it would be the logo over a purple star. I, I, I like again, I like simple designs, but I don't think the execution was there on these designs and that's okay who knows maybe they had a you know their new designer their new content creator making these jerseys i don't know this is major league baseball multi-billion dollar industry so you think they would have had better designers than this or you know maybe it wasn't even the designer's fault as a graphic designer sometimes it's not your fault it's the people above you telling you hey i don't like that i don't like that and sometimes you just have to listen to your boss and it's not really what you know, it's not really your choice of what's being put out there. You just, as a designer, people tell you what to do and you just got to execute it. So maybe it wasn't the designer's fault. Maybe he had a different vision and this is what his, the, you know, his bosses above him decided to go with. So I'm actually going to give the designer some uh, some leeway because I don't know the exact situation as a graphic designer in my past. You know, sometimes there's people, not with the Coyotes, uh, but in my past, sometimes people, you know, try to tell designers, they, sometimes non-design people, try to think try let me start over sometimes non-design people think they know more than the actual designers and that's never true so that could have been a case with this mlb all-star game but Janta, one last thing millard one okay last what thing. what what else i have to say this it reminded me of those black and white uniforms they had i forget what day that was when they went the all black uniforms for the away team and the all white uniforms for the home team very similar styles with the whole color scheme being one color and um, as a fan, I want to see stuff I can wear in the video games. I don't know if you ever played like 2K or MLB The Show, like <laughs> 2008. You kind of scroll back and play with those cool jerseys you have mm. from maybe the All-Star game in 2008, 2009, 2010. Right now, I don't want to wear those. Those are real major throwback uniforms for a 2021 All-Star game. Um, so that's all I had to say. They need to do better. I understand the graphic design and the design concepts, but. They need to overpower the managers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I like the <laughs> sleeves. I like a lot of the elements about it. It's really just the logo on top of the abbreviation, which doesn't make much sense. They could have just rearranged that. If they just put the logo maybe on the other side of the chest, the <laughs> jersey might have been okay. Might have been a cool design with a little uh like a little sleeve yeah. work that they got going in the collar work. But yeah, they they definitely need to get that cleaned up. But let's segue now, JT. We got predictions for the second half of the D-backs. We got World Series predictions, MVP, Cy Young. We got it all. Let's first start with our D-backs predictions. How many D-backs predictions do you have? Because I got three. I'll let you start with your three. <laughs> okay. You're the, you're the host of the pod. You're the host of the pod. So as I'll the host, I'm going to let you start off. Wow. I love I love the energy. I really appreciate your help, sir. So here's what I'll say, Millard, and to all the D-back fans out here. D-backs, we all know, are struggling. Worst team in baseball right now. And I think they will continue on down that path. But I do see light up ahead in the tunnel. Um, I'm hoping that Paven Smith, Eduardo Escobar, and Nick Ahmed continue on their hot streaks um, Hmm. as we progress forward. It's kind of tough because you keep losing and you can only be so good um, on a bad team. But I do think at the end of the deadline, at the end of the season, you guys will honestly get rid of Paven Smith. Whoa! Um, he will what? go. He will go. Some. He will go somewhere else. That What's going on now? 
<laughs> we're trading Kevin Smith, our first rounder from 2017. It's like the seventh overall we're pick. Trading. We're already, <laughs> we're already getting off. Fan of the pod, we're gonna have to continue following his journey, but I think he will be gone because you guys do need to retool and rebuild. So he might so, get traded for a draft pick or two. So why would we trade like or some prospects? One of our only young players. Then you could retool by trading a veteran. He's know? he's too good. He's too good to be on this team. He's got. It's like the um. Oh, who's the kid from the Brewers right now who came from Miami? Oh, that came from Miami? Was it Willie Adonis? No, Christian Yelich. Okay. Very yeah. similar to Christian Yelich. They dealt him when he was he was so decent with the with the um the fish down there in Miami, but uh they gotta get rid of him to get some more pieces. I think they got Sixto Sanchez and his brother um as pitchers from that deal. But um you Six guys goes out for the year. I know, but he was a, pro- a great prospect. Great prospect. <laughs> great things are waiting ahead of six when he comes back to the league. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think Pavin will be gone at the end of the season, unfortunately. And then Marlon trade him, and he wins an MVP in his second year and finishes second in his second year. So I think I'd rather have a Yelich than a retool uh, with some prospects that can't even play. Just give me. No, I'm heavy. saying, I'm saying, you get rid of him. That's what Miami did. They got rid of him, and after they left, he was he was the best player ever. <laughs> Yeah, so why you're saying get rid of Pavin to retool? If Pavin's gonna be an MVP, why shouldn't we get rid of him? Can't you retool with an MVP? That's the best way to get better at an MVP tier lineup. No, you need to be around the winning, the winning environment, and that's what Pavin will do with the new team. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We're doing second half predictions. You can hear mine on tomorrow's pod with JT Shorter. So you're not going to want to miss that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!